0: You're listening to Two Brain Radio. We make gyms profitable, getting you on track to making every day your perfect day. Every week, we'll deliver top shelf business tactics to help improve your gym, advance your fitness career, and move you closer to wealth. Get ready to start building your bigger and better business with your coach. Best selling fitness author of Two Brain Business, Grow Your Gym, and Help First, Chris Cooper.
1: This episode is brought to you by Liquid State Design. And when I started 2BrainBusiness.com, 2BrainCoaching.com, I built these sites myself from scratch because I wasn't satisfied with what else was out there. It's important to know how to build a website yourself. It's important to know how to change your own oil. It's important to know how to rotate your own tires. But the value of your time is what's most important. I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not a website designer. And so I trust Liquid State Design to take care of all this stuff for me. Check them out. Talk to Teresa. They do some pretty amazing work and a lot of two brain gyms are already using them to huge advantage in their local market. Last week, I gave you a pop quiz. I asked between two affiliate owners, one with 40 clients and one with 400, which was more successful. And I told you that the answer is, I don't know. And you can't know until you have meaningful metrics. I also said that genius makes the complex simple. I've learned this lesson from many mentors in my life, including Greg Glassman. Elegance means taking a complex problem and simplifying it to its root causes. And that means in this case, we need to know some other numbers, but we don't need to know every number. We need to know length of engagement, how long a client is likely to stay with you. We need to know ARM, how much revenue the average client brings into your business. And we need to know profit. We need to know how well the business is doing and we need to know how well it's going to do in the future with as much predictability as we possibly can. Part of that profit scenario is average revenue per member. The average CrossFit gym is only going to maintain fewer than 150 clients. That means that each client has to be paying enough to meet the demands of the business, cover its fixed costs, to pay the coaches of the business, and also allow the business owner to profit. If a business doesn't have profit, it is not a successful business, period. Yes, maybe you've made a great community, Maybe you're eight years in and you've fulfilled the legacy of CrossFit Inc. Good for you. You bought yourself a volunteer position. Now it's time for this business to pay you something. In this episode, we're going to talk to Josh Price about increasing average revenue per member. In the founder phase, we really focus on being amazing at three things. CrossFit groups, personal training, and delivering a nutrition service. But when you reach the farmer phase... And you start building a meaningful career for your staff. You need to diversify your revenue streams a little bit more. To create opportunities for them. Which Josh is a master of doing. And also to make your business less fragile. This is the point where maybe you introduce CrossFit Kids. Maybe you introduce a boot camp. Maybe you introduce something like Ignite like I did. And Josh has done all of those things exceptionally well. He's going to talk about it in this presentation. If you're looking to diversify Make sure that you've satisfied all the requirements of the founder phase first. You should already be profitable. You should be doing an amazing job with personal training, nutrition coaching, and group classes. You should be working through affinity marketing, You know, making connections yourself. You should be working yourself out of the frontline services. You shouldn't have to coach every single class. You shouldn't have to show up at 5 a.m. and stay until 9 p.m. Those are topics for another day. Today, we're just going to talk about increasing your average revenue per member. Enjoy. So I'm Josh Price from Loco
0: CrossFit. We're in Leesburg, Virginia, outside of Washington, D.C. We've got a 9,500-square-foot facility that we offer a lot of stratified. I think you were asking about stratification using two-brain marketing and everything uh, yesterday. Kids, classes, sports, stuff, strength and conditioning, CrossFit, personal training, just all of that kind of stuff within our roof. Uh, One of the things that really led me to want to do that um, is not only just helping everybody, but also allowing my coaches to have the opportunity to do something that they were passionate about while I provided kind of a risk mitigation for them. So Gretchen is extremely passionate about kids. Y'all heard them over there this morning. Yeah, all the yelling and screaming. Yeah, super passionate about kids. I have another coach who's a recovered recovering drug addict. Uh, So she's super passionate about just helping people with behavioral change and everything. And uh, so just just anything like that, I want to be able to to help them, right? To help them earn their perfect day to help them lead their passions. Okay, so today, we're really going to be talking about how to increase, increase ARM. So when Chris first asked me to talk about ARM, I kind of got it wrong. So, I'm going to read to you how I started this speech in the beginning. Okay. So, the most important part in increasing your arm is to understand the two factors that contribute to hypertrophy. Sacropl- sacroplasmic hypertrophy and myofibular hypertrophy are the two factors. Sacroplasmic focuses on, on increased muscle glycogen stores, whereas myofibular focuses on increased myofibral size. Okay. Uh oh. Oh, wrong path. Wrong path. All right. So backtrack it. Let's bring it back. That joke bombed.
1: <laughs>
0: so, uh, what really matters, okay, going back to the coaches and everything is the vision in which you want to create for your gym. Okay. It is, it's going past by looking at our roles and tasks and everything and saying, Okay, what is the 500,000 square foot view that I want to I look at? Right now, Oscar and Cal are back there working from that point, right? So we're not working down from these foundations of roles and tasks, but we're working from that point and building it back to the roles and tasks, back to the process of what I want to create, okay? So Jason Witten, uh, long-time Dallas Cowboy, 15 years, recently retired. He's arguably... Uh, the greatest Dallas Cowboy that ever lived, right? And probably the second best tight end in all of football after Tony Gonzalez. And he recently retired and gave an emotional speech saying, I was never the most talented, never the flashiest. I relied on grit. Other players might have been more talented, but I can assure you no one was going to outwork me. Whenever young kids come up to me and ask me, how do you grow up and play for the Dallas Cowboys? Have that type of career? My answer is always the same. The secret is in the dirt. I learned early on in my life through many challenges that I could change my circumstances with hard work, but I'd have to be willing to go out and earn it. The sheer concentration that is required to pursue a dream is not for everyone, but it was for me. I yearned for the daily grind and I couldn't get enough of it. If there's one thing that I can get you to believe today is that your vision has to be so strong, so clear that you can show that vision to your team and nothing is going to stand in the way of your goal. Absolutely nothing. It has to be that clear, that pinpoint that you can take them and that you can lead them. Okay? If you can't lead them, you have nothing. You have nothing. You have a job and you probably don't even have that. So part of this vision for my gym has been the average revenue per member, building people's careers. All right? So let's look at leadership. It's the first place we need to start in this is is what is the leadership that you are providing? All right, leadership is the process of influencing others to accomplish the mission by providing purpose, direction, and motivation. Okay, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more than they are, then you are a leader. Okay, John Quincy Adams said that. So, what are the 11 principles of a leader? What do you need to be doing every single day with your staff to make them better, mentoring them? Okay, first. you need to know yourself and seek self-improvement, all right? I got to spend about three and a half hours with Brian uh, this week because I came in early. And uh, one of the things he talked to me about was uh, the, the know thyself at the Oracle of Delphi. And I thought that that was just really, really powerful because that is who we have to be first before we can ever expand influence to anybody else, okay? We have to know ourselves, all right? All right, be proficient in your craft. Okay, whether it's coaching, whether it's business, whether it's you know changing people's lives, be proficient in that. Know the steps that it takes. Okay, what have you overcome in your life? How did you overcome those things? Can you take that same message to everybody who walks into your gym and change them? Okay, think about those processes. Develop a sense of responsibility among your subordinates. Give them ownership. Give them ownership. All right. Make sound and timely decisions. Come up with criteria. Come up with questions that you are going to ask yourself all the time. All right. I have three. You've uh, probably seen me post on them. Uh, Anytime that we're going to kick off a new program, anytime we're going to buy equipment, anything. All right. Does this help our best clients? Does this help differentiate ourselves in our space? And number three, does it make us more profitable? We have to get a yes in all three or we don't do it. Okay, anybody knows about me, I spend money like it's my job, right? We, we were not profitable for the longest time just because I had to buy the newest bar and buy a monolift and buy a belt squat machine with no plan. Now, thankfully, I have a, also a very successful powerlifting gym, and we were able to make those all yeses, but I wasted a lot of freaking money, a lot of time until that actually happened. All right, after the third one, make a plan. Yes, 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 make a plan. Yes, no, yes, what do you do? You don't fucking do it. All right. All right, set an example for all those around you, right? Be willing to do everything that you're asking somebody else, but it doesn't mean that you have to do it, right? Just be willing to do it, right? Put in the work, all right? Know your people and look out for their welfare, okay? Know your people and look out for their their welfare. This is probably the one thing that the Army taught me more than anything, I was a squad leader in Iraq and my guys were the most important thing to me. You know, when I was in E5, it's almost like you're, you're God over these guys. You know, you're telling them when to do this, when to do that, everything. And then you become an E6 squad leader. Um, and all of a sudden you're their dad, you're their father. You're mentoring them through their lives. You know, all these young guys that are, it's a pretty scary situation. All right. Uh, keep your people informed. This is a big one and we don't do it well enough. All right. We do not keep our people informed. We do not train them well enough into what they are doing, all right? We just get pissed off at them all the time, and maybe you're not like me, but I did it all the time because it's like, you know, uh, you know, Gretchen's not doing what I want in the in the kids program. She should know exactly what I want. No, she shouldn't. She should be trained to what you want. She should be trained in exactly every single task and how you want this to happen, or you can't get mad, okay? All right. So keep your people informed. Let them know the changes that are coming at the gym, the why that you're making these changes, okay? Seek responsibility and take responsibility for your actions. Jeff talked about it earlier with Jocko Willanick and Extreme Ownership. You own that. You own every single action, choice, everything that happens in your gym. You own it. Step up and own it and take care of your people. Ensure assigned tasks are understood, supervised, and accomplished. Roles and tasks, staff evaluations, okay? If it's not owned, it's not getting done, don't expect it to. Own it. Train your people as a team. Get them together as a team, right? And train them, okay? Have fun doing that, right? Show everybody how they can help one another within your organization and that they don't all have to do everything. Because again, if everybody's doing everything, nothing's getting done, it's chaos. It's pandemonium, okay? Train them as a team, Use everybody's talents to what they're best at, all right? And then employ that team in accordance with its capability, okay? Once you've built that team, there's nothing that you can't accomplish, accomplish, right? So use it, all right? So what's next? It's really going to be culture, okay? So culture of the team, defining that, but also culture of the organization and the people uh, that are in your gym, right, you have massive amounts of influence. You need to understand the culture that you were trying to produce there, okay? What type of people do you want? How do you want to grow them as people, right? goes back to that first quote by John Quincy Adams, we have to empower people to grow, all right? So culture is the sum of attitudes, customs, and beliefs that distinguishes one group from another, Culture is transmitted through language, material objects, rituals, institutions, and art from one generation to another. To be truly effective, a company's culture has to dwell in the hearts and minds of the people charged with delivering its message. They have to live and breathe their company culture every day. It can't be reduced to some slogans plastered on a wall or a mission statement mounted in a nice picture frame. That was Ron Wallace, uh, leadership lessons from a UPS driver. He was a a driver and rose up to be, I think, like a VP in their organization in, in UPS. Okay, uh, going back to Brian and everything, getting to spend some time with him, he said something so powerful to me. He's like, you know, look around this place. We have, you know, uh, all these motivational uh, posters, writings on the wall, and everything. And he's like, all this time, you know, is around me, is around me, is around me. I I saw it, I knew it, but I never embodied it. Okay, that's culture. That's when you embody that wisdom, when you decide that you're going to fucking live it instead of it just being some writing on the wall, okay? So define that and live it. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, your actions should speak so loudly I cannot hear what you say, okay? So what does that mean? It means that your coaches have to be bought in on that vision. They have to see the value and the purpose behind growing your arm. They have to be bought into your leadership, right, and what you are trying to show them. They themselves need to be seeking self-improvement, learning from one another so that your clients also see that value and they buy in and take part in that culture, okay? How many of you have coaches that, that, that don't even learn from each other, don't have fun? It goes back to the thing, build your unit as a team, train them as a team, make them believe in one another, love one another, care for one another. The next vision at Loco CrossFit goes beyond me now, goes beyond me, okay? It used to be me right? I'm going to build this job. It's going to provide for me and my family. So what happened? Okay. I had one coach quit her job as she told you and everything and came to work for me full time. Oh shit. I've got to take care of that. Okay. Connie, who I told you is a recovering addict, uh, decided six months ago, Hey Josh, I'm really tired of doing all of this behavioral therapy. I'm getting beat up every day by my kids and everything. I want to come in here and I want to change uh, or I, I want this new job. Okay, now I got another uh, mouth to feed, okay? Then her husband is like, hey, I want to step in here. So I'm like, okay, now I got a family, right? Then I find out I'm moving, so I need to get a GM, and I need to get a head coach in place and everything, like really solidified and everything. So what are they doing? They're coming to me. So now I've got two families, right? Two families I'm going to support through the gym and all these other coaches. It grows bigger than just you, right? It grows so much bigger than just you. And when you start thinking about that, what you can accomplish, how you can change the very community that you live in through this, it is powerful. And you have the moral responsibility to take care of these people so that they too can grow into the place that you came from, came into, and they can do that with everybody around them as well. Okay? It is powerful, powerful this influence that you have. All right. So we'll talk about leadership, we we'll talk about culture, we we'll talk about what we're trying to accomplish through these programs and everything. Alright, so how do we start actually growing average revenue per member? What do we do? How do we look at this? Okay. First of all, uh, every single tactic from this point on, now we'll get into tactic, we're in strategy, I guess, or objectives, (laughs) Uh, comes out of these three questions. So what is the standout defining demographic of that client? What is their goal? Uh, What do they want more than anything? So same question, what is their goal? What do they want more than anything? What is their fear, obstacle, or limiting belief? Okay, this first part is, is absolutely amazing because we don't go deep enough with the person in front of us, okay? When we're talking about the standout defining demographic. We make biases. We make assumptions about that person all the time. Uh, day one, or here Thursday, Friday, me and Jason Rule are talking, and I'm explaining this concept to him. And I'm like, you're a CEO. You want this. This is what you would want from me. And he goes, no, man, my kids are the most important thing to me. Completely blew it with him in, in, in that, just because I didn't ask enough questions. Just made just made an assumption. How often do you guys do that? All the time, right? All the time. So find out what is that standout defining demographic of the client and what do they want? Is it time? Is it time with their family? They're young. You know, what do they want? Boyfriend? Girlfriend? Who knows? Right? So find out and then you're going to be able to help more. Okay. Then it always comes back to what is the fear or obstacle or limiting belief? It's usually two types that you're going to have external and internal limiting beliefs. So ask. Just ask, what is holding you back from this, okay? How can I help you make uh, a change for the better and everything, all right? So those three questions need to be answered at every stage of this. So four ways to increase revenue through this. Uh, First is the uh, total number of customers, okay? How can you increase uh, total number of customers? We know Two Brain Marketing, absolutely one of the ways to do it, but also looking across demographics, CrossFit Masters, teens, kids, moms, babies. Jess just went back to uh, birth fit what a week ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, so that she can do that for uh, was it prenatal, postpartum moms, right? Is that uh, a demographic in your area that you can help? Okay, um, increase the average transaction size. You know, Brian is killing it with this. You know, getting rid of this unlimited model and everything, and starting to look at every client as a hundred days journey at a time. Okay. So we've got this great representation of it over here on the wall where we're picking between 12 times a week, 15 times a week, a nutrition package, and then a a goal setting piece, okay? Every single 100 days, we're working on something that is goal-oriented with that athlete, right? All right. So then uh, increase the frequency of transactions. Give your people what they want and give them the opportunity to buy it, okay? So specialty courses, seminars, all of that kind of stuff. All right, here is the kicker on your specialty courses and your seminars, okay? This is what really, really helped us at Loco start really selling these things, all right? It is finding within your gym what the niche is of the people, right? Identifying those. So we want to get past offering a gymnastic seminar, a weightlifting seminar, all right? We went to, you know, our level method, we went to a sugar wad, all of that stuff, and we started seeing where are people stalling out, okay? Are they stalling out at 75-pound cleans, you know, 55-pound snatches, okay? And then started offering very specific, okay? This is for people that cannot clean 95 pounds, right? So then we went to the list, and we walked right up to Andrew, because Andrew can't clean 95 pounds, right? And we're like, Andrew, notice you've been struggling with this. Is this something that you want to do? And Andrew was like, yes, right? Every time, Andrew's in, every time, okay? So just finding that, go a step deeper to create these audiences and to create these markets, okay? Don't stay surface level with what people want. So, it, and the same thing, get your first pull-up, you know, get your first weighted pull-up, you know, work on just the muscle-up transition. We did a class uh after doing level method testing for flexibility that was just like improve, uh, uh, flexibility in the overhead squat, you know, cause that's part of the testing and everything amazing tool for that. But all of you that are tracking in some way or another, you have all this at your disposal as well. Okay. You can look at your data, all right. And you can start pinpointing the sticking points, what people need within your gym. Right. I hope so. Finally raise your prices. All right. Raise your prices. Super easy. Yeah. Yeah. Not super easy. I've done it. Uh, twice in loco and now we basically do it every year this will now be the third year the reason i'm doing that is just to get everybody used to it all right it's just it's going to happen this is the cost of business and everything but if you haven't done it and you've got a lot of discounts or anything like that really get with your mentor to go through the process of how to raise your rates how to do this um, very tactically and, and really mitigate the risk of losing a lot of people and everything. And I'll tell you, most of it is in your head. It goes back to the vision of your, of your gym, it goes back to the leadership. All right. I just had a guy, Josh Trahan do it. And he had like seven people, just blow up. They started putting stuff up. He took all the posts down and he went to them and he shared that vision. Hey, this is why we're doing this. This is why this is important. This is the future. This is where we're going with the gym, right? And not only did they all stay, they became raving fans of what was happening. It goes to your vision. It goes to your leadership in getting any of this accomplished. All right, let's go
1: Caps. (laughs) I can. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> so next door is the Level Method presentation right now. But Josh is actually a pioneer with Level Method. And I actually asked him a lot of questions about implementing it. So Tanya's question was,
0: how has that led to more personal training, but yep. especially programs too? So it's actually uh, pretty straightforward everything. Once we get people's levels and everything, we bring them in for the goal-setting sessions. We will have that on our phone right in front of us, so we know exactly what their level is, uh, as well as we'll always have an in-body scan so that we have both pieces of information that are the most relevant and everything. Um, From there, with PT, generally just identifying one of the 15 categories, where are they at, where do they want to be at, all right, and then making a prescription just like we do with anything else. Uh, One of the things that we found, though, was building accessory program. And uh, we do, goodness, 20 to 30 of these um, every single month at about $85 a pop, uh, where we'll take two uh, two categories. And you can ask us, okay, get me on upper body push from level whatever I'm at uh, to as high as we can go. And then generally what we do is we'll build single joint accessory programs. So what is that? Bodybuilding, basically. All right. Uh, to get people to where they want to go on those if it's an energy system related one then we'll build energy systems within that same type of category right and yes you do have those sick, sick individuals that want to get better at lactic tolerance and i'm like why okay Does that answer that for you yeah uh... Yeah, so it's going to be an accessory program uh, with Open Gym. If we do a PT session and everything, generally, they're going to also buy an accessory program after that PT session, right? So it's not just homework. It's also the accessory program with the Open Gym included with that. Next person. Oh, yeah. So my three questions are, does it help our best members? Right? See clients. Okay, does it help us differentiate ourselves um, in the way that we want to be differentiated? Okay, that's kind of important because there's different ways that you would want to, you might want to be differentiated. We want to be differentiated on value. All right, and then finally, will it make us more profitable? Yeah. How how much you raise the price? No, it depends. First time I did it was eliminating discounts and everything. I'll tell on myself. I had people that were in the gym under crazy discounts that were paying me like 40 bucks a month, and I took them to 175 bucks a month. Um, And then the second time we did it, I raised it 20 bucks uh, across the board. And this time we're probably gonna go, it it looks like our costs and everything varied about 10 to 15. So we'll probably push it to 15 just to cover that amount. So that's definitely an interesting. question and everything I think what if you wanted to do it in terms of producing a specialty course you would have to get buy-in as like a group community aspect it's almost like goes to my train as a team part you'd have to kind of get all of your clients even though they're in PT um, to be willing to work together to come together as that organization as a team to be able to get them to do that Um, if not what I'd tell you is you know change your programming up to get them that next goal right okay but i think the idea especially in a pt only gym where there, there may not be a lot of community between the members what a great way to introduce them to one another get a little bit more uh of that that cohesiveness that us against the world mentality you know you need a little bit of that no matter how your how your gym is shaped just a little bit right okay even if you're the happiest gym in the world right we're, we're happier than everybody else there's us against them
1: even if i can't market that anymore So roles and tasks should be understood as one of the 11 principles of leadership. Uh, So ensure assigned
0: tasks are understood, supervised, and accomplished. Yeah, so the way that I did this was I took um, uh, group revenue, uh, divided it by our... Uh, how many classes we had, and then that gave me kind of like what an hour is worth. All right, and then I charge above that. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. And make yeah. Do sure line so yeah. you do that differently? I do? Yeah.
1: So the way that you price any specialty program or like any updated prescription is basically you always want to be moving up in value for your time. You know, and I I mean like in the next five minutes, but also in the next 30 years. So whenever I'm pricing some new program, I want to make sure that if people go in that stream, that they're going to pay slightly more than what they're currently paying, or I'm going to spend slightly less time delivering
0: it. Yeah. And that's what happens the way that I do it. And they end up paying more for that segment of time.
2: All right. So Matt, welcome to Two Brain Stories. This is where we go into talking to other entrepreneurs and other business owners about either struggles you've went through or some kind of success that you've had and to show them that you're not alone, they're not alone, whether they're going in the same route or they've done it before and still can't figure out a solution, definitely possible to be successful and get through it. So uh, Matt from Forever Fierce, welcome. Go into a little bit about who you are, a little bit about the background of the business that you own, and then uh, we'll jump into the story.
3: Awesome. Greg, thanks so much for having us here. So again, my name is Matt Albrizio. I am the vice president of sales at Forever Fierce. We are the industry leader in custom apparel for affiliates right now. And we have a really interesting origin story and how we came to work with 2 Brain. So let's start with the Forever Fierce origin story. So we originally started as an athletic apparel company for school teams, wrestling teams, field hockey, soccer, things like that, because my brother's a teacher. So he had a natural in, he was a coach himself. So he knew how to work on, you know, apparel orders for these teams, and he saw some inefficiencies with it. So we started out doing those kind of orders. And where my brother lives, there's a lot of gyms, a lot of it's there's a gym on every corner. And it's not like big box gyms, like globo gyms. It's more of like mom and pop gyms, like strength and conditioning, things of that nature. And you know, this is in 2008, 2009, 2010, all of a sudden, you know, CrossFit starts to come on the scene. And we have a we at that time, we had one or two CrossFit clients, you know, shout out to uh, CrossFit pop. And those kind of guys in that area, you know, those were our original clients who were CrossFit affiliates at the time. And I was working at a local community college building online courses. And, I needed some extra income. And my brother's like, hey, I'm doing this CrossFit stuff in my garage, but all these gyms are starting to pop up in the area. He's like, if you need to make some extra money, why don't you take the model we have for our school teams and apply it to affiliates? And I was like, I got nothing to lose. Might as well try and reach out. You know, like I'm, I'm in the fitness myself, but we didn't have a ton of affiliates in Tallahassee, Florida, where I live right now. So I didn't know what he was talking about. So I did the research. I got a better idea of what these affiliates did and what they do and how the gyms were set up. And I was just, honestly, I started cold calling. I started cold calling affiliates just randomly reaching out saying, hey, I like your gym. I like your branding. looks like you guys have a strong community. Can we do some apparel for you? So that worked for one or two years, you know, just straight up cold calling people growing through word of mouth referrals. And I would say, you know, we had a big fork in the road and that was, I would say, probably back in. When Chris originally started Two Brain, I would say, I think it was either that February 2016, I think he said that's when Two Brain officially got started up. And we just had an epiphany and we said, look, we either got to figure out if we're doing this CrossFit thing for real or if we're going to be the leader in custom apparel for affiliates or if we're just going to go back down the wrestling road and stick with that. And I reached out to a couple clients and one of my clients was actually, he sold his gym, CrossFit Long Island, sold the gym, closed it up. And he, he went on his way and I said, you know, who do you trust business wise? And he's like, you know, I really trust Chris Cooper. I'm like, man, where do I know Chris Cooper? And I was like, I I know that guy from somewhere. And then I was like, man, we didn't order for catalyst, but I haven't heard from him since August, let me reach out and see what's going on. So you know, I was talking to Chris about how we can help, you know, this new two brain thing he was starting up. So we wound up just talking back and forth. And I said, you know, why don't we just take your model that you have for gyms and apply it to forever fierce, you know, maven clients, you know, uh pumpkin planning, joy girl stuff, and just those type of strategies have been huge for us. And so Chris said, No problem, you know, uh, let's, let's see how the business coaching goes. So we signed up and in, in that that June of 2016, we haven't looked back since, you know, and I think one of the first things Chris told me was he said, first thing I want you to do is I want you to quit your job. And I said, are you out of your mind, dude? Are you crazy? Are you a crazy person? And he was like, no, no. He's like, seriously, you need to quit this job and you need to go all in with Forever Fierce. I think there's a huge, huge uh, opportunity for you guys to be the leaders in this industry. You know, there's all these, all these apparel companies out there, but no one's preaching the message you guys are preaching about smaller orders, smarter orders, having a strategy. People are just, he's like, I don't like t shirts. He's like, I don't like doing apparel for this reason, because it's so hectic. And no one has a has a strategy. He's like, but you guys have changed that because you guys have a real strategy. You guys are telling us what to do from the get go. So, you know, like I said, I wound up quitting my job, it took me a long time to quit. So because it was a lot of going back and forth, like, can I make this money work? You know, I was making decent money at the community college, but growth was limited, you know, there was only so far I was going to go there. And I said, you know what, no time better than today. I quit my job in February. I put my two weeks in February, 2017. And I mean, growth has been like a rocket ship ever since mm-hmm. we I, I left the community college. You know, when we originally started talking to Chris, you know, our revenue was around uh, 750k a year. And we were just like, man, how can we get over the bump to a million? How can we get past that Bust through that uh, plateau? And we didn't have any type of hacking strategies or anything like that. We just put in those basic strategies that Chris had in two brain business 2.0, you know, just being a lot more tactical about things, preaching that message of the pre-order being strategic with our clients in general, telling them, you know, don't order as much, you know, come back for smaller orders. And I would say within a year and a half, you know, we're, we're already, we're going to be past 2 million already. So these are just basic strategies. These are the basic strategies, the core principles that we put in place for two brain. Since then, you know, we've hired about another half dozen people, just virtual assistants and other uh, specialists who have helped out with our team in various capacities, just production work and things of that nature. But overall, though, I mean, like I said, that, that fork in the road, we could have went down the wrestling road and that would have been, that definitely would have been a way different road for us. But, you know, when we really signed up for Two Brain, that's when we saw the real growth, having that encouragement, having that accountability to, really leave the community college gave me a huge peace of mind because everyone that is around me personally, it's no, 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 you got to stay, you got to stay there's growth and you got to stay there for 40 years and get your gold watch and your little plaque award. And, you know, it was like, for me, it's like, I can go back and get that job whenever I want, you know, and we have lightning in a bottle right now with forever fierce and it's, it's taking off. There's a lot of momentum. There's a lot of growth. And for us, we want to capture that and let's just ride this lightning and see where it goes, you know, and, We haven't looked back since it's been the best decision of my life. And as I've told Chris and I tell all of our clients, you got to get with two brain. You got to, this is the absolute go-to resource right now for any affiliate owner. And just talking from other business owners, other business owners don't have these outlets. They don't have these outlets where, you know, if you own a barbershop, it's really rare to find other barbershop owners getting together and saying, what strategies are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You know? So I think, Just having that camaraderie, having people you could bounce those ideas off of, whether it's a mentor, whether it's another person in the group, I mean, that's invaluable. And for us, people say, well, you're not a gym, you you produce apparel, you produce a physical product. And, you know, for us, we've been able to link up with plenty of other vendors who serve the CrossFit affiliate community. And for us, that's huge, you know, to be able to see how they're doing things and other people who are producing physical products or even informational products, it's been extremely helpful the networking on our end. And at the end of the day, I know with my monthly call, I know I can talk to Chris. I could talk to whatever mentor I'm talking with that month. And I know they're going to give me honest feedback on where we're at, where we need to go. And I know next month, they're going to follow up and say, how far did we get? Where did we go? Why didn't we get there? What could we do better next time? So, it's a huge sounding board for me personally, professionally. It's been huge, and I can't recommend it enough. Excellent.
2: So, t- talk to me a little bit, uh, or let's go into depth real quick. When you made sure. that leap, you put in that two mm-hmm. week. What was what was going through your head?
3: Um, uh, you, you just have those. You just wake up sweating like those panic attacks. Like, well, what if no one wants t-shirts tomorrow? You know, like what if what if we're not cool anymore? You know, and it, it's just you always you're always going to second guess yourself about. Did I really just put in two weeks at a place I've been for five years? That I've built up all these relationships where, you know, I, I've I've built up a good reputation, credibility with these people. Am I really gonna leave this now? And there's just something in your in like in your gut, you just know you have to make that jump, you know, and you have to do it and you just gotta dive in with both feet, you know? And that's the best advice I could tell people who are really teetering on the edge. It's you can't dip your toe in you gotta do a cannonball. You gotta jump right in, you gotta get wet, get in the pool, and I promise will all pay off. But you'll never get to that point if you don't jump in with both feet. And and that's the main thing. Once you have, I've always worked two jobs. Ever since I graduated college, I always did tutoring on the side. I always did online teaching on the side. So I always had two jobs. And you know, I was working a quote, unquote, nine to five. And then I was doing Forever Fierce 5am to 9am. And then I was doing it 5pm to 10pm, you know, for Two or three years. And after I said, why wait, wait a second, I don't have a second job to focus on right now. I could just focus all my energy, all my positive energy and attention on Forever Fierce. This is where I'm really going to make it grow. And I think that's the one thing people miss out is that you're doing two jobs, half energy wise and half attention wise. But when you really have that time to focus in on one thing, you'll always be impressed with yourself about how much you can make it grow if you just have one thing to focus on. So th- that that was huge for me is just seeing when you took the leap of faith how much you know how much it's grown how much progress has been made ever since you only had one thing to focus on
2: that makes sense did did you actually ever have that where nobody ordered (laughs) t-shirts
3: no that's the thing too right it's like you always well even if you get even it still happens even to this day i'm like if we have a a quote-unquote quieter day around the uh, you know right now we're recording this around uh you know july 4th holiday it's always a little slower coming out of holidays with people getting back in town from vacation i'm like is this it? Is this the end? And then it's like two days later, it's just like everything rolls back in, and you're like, "This is just the ebb and flow business," you know. Mm-hmm. And you just get used to it, and you just get uh, used to those type of like ebbs and flows. But uh, yeah, no, no one's dr- no one's going to stop using us anytime soon with this T-shirt <laughs> stuff. So we're we're doing great with that.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you for telling your story and, and talking about it. I know a lot of people are going to get value out of that, especially taking that leap from their current job, if they're still working a job, a nine to five, and whether they own a CrossFit gym or an, own another business um, to, to kind of see like, hey, there's other people that have gone through this process. And even though they know that, yeah, they could have finished out the 40 years at their current, yeah. current job, that the opportunity of what they're truly passionate about is still is still available and should be should be executed on and take that leap because they can be successful more way more successful probably than uh, the current job that they're in even
3: yeah Um, I agree I agree and 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 for us personally you know for me it's I I don't know how many people know this but it's a family forever fierce is a family operation it's my brother it's our two cousins so For us, it's more fulfilling working for each other rather than, quote, unquote, working for the man, working for legislators, working for whoever your boss might be. For us, I mean, your box is going to become a family environment. You know, you're going to get to know your coach's family. They're going to get to know your your spouse and your kids and everything, too. And that's more fulfilling for me is to be able to work for my family and help them grow and, and do everything we do to provide for them as well. So, you know, again, if you're kind of sick of the whole boss structure and you feel like you don't get that type of camaraderie or that type of care with a with a traditional boss. I'm telling you, if you make that leap, and you really run things like a family business, it can be done, it definitely will be done. And I promise that's the most fulfilling thing. You know, we set lifestyle goals now, not numbers goals, like off time, vacation time, you know, walking, walking our dogs, hanging out with kids, stuff like that, like those are more fulfilling for us. And I can't say I can make a lifestyle goal like that being at a normal job, there's quotas, there's sales quotas, But like I said, for us, it's been a huge, it's been a huge, huge positive and knock on wood, we haven't had any negatives with this.
2: Excellent, excellent. Well, that's a perfect place to wrap it up. I appreciate it, Matt, from Forever Fierce, jumping on uh, this episode with me and going through Two Brain Stories.
3: Awesome, Greg, appreciate it. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you, man.